Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. Because he had handled my hurt the day before, Mm -hmm. it was so much easier for me to be able to handle his that day. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. Hey, if you have had a chance uh, to listen to the podcast for a little while and you haven't yet reviewed it um, or left a rating, man, it would help us so much to reach even more people with these important messages. That way you and I can link arms and bring hope to the world. Sure would appreciate it. So I have my husband with me on this episode today. Hey, all I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So this morning, we actually met with a couple who are working through some conflict with their adult daughter. Mm-hmm. And we were coaching them through how to have some really important listening skills yeah. to their daughter's hurts mm-hmm. and how to ultimately um, clean up what needs to be cleaned up in that relationship yes. so they can move forward. And so we reviewed a lot of the principles that we've learned um, in handling conflict and cleanup in relationships. And as we did that, we said, huh, maybe we should sit down and talk about this on the podcast. Right. It really, <laughs> it really prompted us to uh, recognize the value of of that experience, that time together with this couple and how important it is for you. Uh, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about conflict and cleanup in relationships, all relationships. Obviously, the marriage relationship is very important that we understand conflict and cleanup, but this can be applied to extended family relationships, work relationships, parent-child relationships. We have to learn how to handle other people's hurt and not react to it in a defensive way or add to it, add to the hurt, but instead respond to it in a loving way that helps to heal the hurt. Mm. And so, that's really the heart of what we want to talk about uh, today. So, let's just lay some groundwork here. You will cause hurt to other people. Absolutely. 
whether you want to or not it just it happens right i mean even you know as we were talking with this couple this morning i mean probably much of the hurt that they're dealing with it was unintentional hurt right like most of the time when we cause hurt to each other it's unintentional it's not intentional now sometimes it is intentional because we get all upset and we get angry and and you know we want to hurt back Mm-hmm. So that does happen. But I would say probably even the majority of the time, it's unintentional hurt. Right, right. And sometimes we're even caught off guard by the fact that we did hurt somebody. And then we don't know what to do with it because we're wrapped up in our own mind that I, I hurt you. I didn't even know I did. How, how, what? And uh, then we want to explain ourselves. Right. Well, the minute you explain yourself, you invalidate the hurt. Yeah. And so here's here's probably the the place that it would be best for us to start and that is what we often want to do is we want to argue intent rather than address impact. Right. And so when we want to you know like our intent was not to hurt so therefore that's when we want to we want to defend ourselves or explain maybe it's not even defending but explaining and so what we end up doing is addressing our intent instead of addressing the impact of our actions. And so the person ends up feeling uh, minimized or belittled, uh, just not valued because of our response. Or just not heard. Yeah. Probably more than anything else is mm-hmm. not heard. So we want to focus on impact, not intent Mm -hmm. so that that would be the the first thing the second principle that we have learned that's really really important in conflict resolution is one person's hurt at a time right we've learned that uh because what happens is typically one person will express a hurt then another person then then pretty soon we're we're making a snowball that becomes a avalanche uh, of hurt Right. And so what happens is, um, you know, what will happen is because that person, you know, one person communicates hurt Mm -hmm. to the other person, it makes you then, you know, if let's say somebody's communicating to you, it makes you think of the way they've hurt that they've hurt you or what they've brought to the party. Right. But that's not the time. Mm -hmm. That is not the time. One person's hurt at a time. I think we've told the story here on the podcast before of a time when we were recovering from uh, the infidelity um, 12 years ago, when I communicated a hurt to Mark and in his mind, he thought of a hurt mm-hmm. in that same category that I had communicated, but he took that and kind of mentally tucked it in his pocket right? and was like, now's not the time. Now's the time to address Jill's hurt, to clean up Jill's hurt. And I knew by addressing Jill's hurt and cleaning up her hurt that I would eventually be able to express my own hurt and that could be tended to and cleaned up. Right. And actually, you did that the next day. I did. Yep. And so the next day he came back and had a, we had a second conversation, but this was about his hurt. And 
because he had handled my hurt the day before, mm-hmm. it was so much easier for me to be able to handle his that day. So, mm-hmm. so we want to um, make sure that we are handling one person's hurt at a time. Right. Because like Mark said, our tendency is we throw too much in there. And so we throw in our hurt, they throw in more of their hurt. And before you know it, we've got this big old mess of hurt. And now we can't even untangle it. Mm. We it's just it's right. just a, it's like a ball of yarn that's all tangled mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. All right. So understanding both of those principles, I think, is really key to handling a conflict or difficult communication. All right. So let's talk about if there is a scenario when uh, somebody communicates hurt to us. What do we do? And the first thing that we need to do is we need to listen to understand. Yep. Listening to understand is uh, so important because it helps the other person to know that they were heard, but it also helps us to be aware that we heard correctly. To So understanding is built by us hearing and then reflecting back what it was that was said. Right. So when we listen to understand, we are making sure that we have heard the other person. We have heard what it is that they are saying to us. And so the best way to do that is to actually reflect back. Mm -hmm. You've heard us. If you've listened to any of our other episodes, we've talked about reflective listening. But what that does is it keeps us out of what we call defensive land. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And so um, if somebody comes to us with a hurt, then we say, so what I hear you saying is... And then you repeat back and then you say, did I hear that right? Or Mm -hmm. did I get that right? And if they say yes, then you invite them to share more. Mm -hmm. Is there more about that? Now, that's a little scary because let's say that they've told you that, you know, you did something that affected them. Most of us don't want to hear more about that. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But if we're listening to understand, we do need to hear more about that. We need to understand the whole picture. And I think there's some uh, powerful God tools that come with with our ability to listen to understand, and that's humility and grace and love. And so we're listening with an intent of really hearing what is on the heart of our spouse. Mm-hmm. Or uh, another or, person. Or another person. Right. Not only thinking yeah. about it in marriage. Um, All right, so we're going to start with reflective listening. Now, you're going to have to catch yourself because we have habits, Mm -hmm. habits of the way that we respond to each other, we interact with each other, and they're bad habits most of the time, especially when it comes to conflict. Some of us shut down. uh, Some of us argue back. Mm -hmm. Some of us run away. Um, so this is engaging the conversation is what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So we start with reflective listening so we can understand. All right. So that would be the first step. The second is that we move into a place of empathy and validation. And your key phrases for empathy and validation for empathy is I can only imagine. 
I can only imagine how hard that was. I can only imagine how that took you back to your childhood. I can only imagine uh, how that made you feel. And uh, validation, the key phrase is, that makes sense. That makes sense that that was painful for you. And honestly, even with empathy, we don't even have to fully understand with empathy and validation. We don't have to fully understand their perspective. We just have to say that we believe right. their perspective. And that's that's been key because so often we get caught up in, well, I don't agree with them. Or, I don't agree with that it should cause them to feel that way. Or, right. or I don't understand that because yeah. I wouldn't feel that way. Right. But it's not. You're just believing that they feel that way. Right. And for you to believe that is huge at maintaining trust or restoring trust. Mm-hmm. And um or and cleaning up mm-hmm. um any type of hurt and yeah. conflict. So empathy and validation. Now, at this point, oftentimes, you know, what will end up happening is Maybe there is a situation, and of course, we all see hurt through our own personal lens of experience. So some of that, there are things that I am more sensitive to because of my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that Mark is more sensitive to because of his upbringing. So I don't understand how he views a, a circumstance through a lens of rejection. But when I look at the bigger picture, Mm. then it does make sense because he has struggled with rejection all of his life. That came out of uh, growing up in a home that uh, had abuse in it and Mm. uh, neglect and those kind of things. And so uh, it really helped me, it helps me to be able to kind of pan out that's often what's going to help me with the other person is to pan out and imagine uh, some of the other areas of their life where they have experienced struggles. Mm-hmm. All right. So we start with reflective listening. We stay in the zone, mm-hmm. right? With reflective listening. Uh, we move after we've heard them out and we've gotten to a place where they've shared everything with us about the situation. Then we move into a place of empathy and validation. We use that makes sense. And then we use, um, I can only imagine, mm-hmm. right? Well, then we get to a place of cleanup. Mm. So what we're, remember, we're cleaning up our side of the street. They may have a side of the street. Right. Oftentimes where we get stuck is because we, the we feel like the other person has some responsibility mm-hmm. in this. But of course, remember, we go back to what we said in the beginning, one person's hurt at a time. Right. So if you want to address what you feel like is their responsibility in the conflict, you do that in another conversation, another time, preferably right. another day. Yeah. Well, and sometimes when you just clean up your side of the street, mm-hmm. you trust the Lord for that, for the person to respond to their side of the street and so you're just taking care of yourself and uh what i've learned from my past is that i was very selfish 
And if I came to Jill to ask forgiveness with the expectation that now it's your turn, I had the wrong motive. Mm. My motive wasn't pure and it wasn't really desiring uh, a cleanup or a restoration. It, it was more for me to be uh, stroked and getting what I want. And that's selfish. Yeah. Exactly. And so we really have our motivation needs to be to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Right. Because yeah. God calls us to clean up the hurt that we've caused to other people. Right. He call he he calls for that. Yeah. And so um we need to we need to do it because it's the right thing. Oftentimes though, that will we when one person cleans up, then the other one often will follow. But yes. if they don't, that's fine. And they have another conversation um, at another time. Okay. But um, so back to, so we have uh, communicated, we've done reflective listening, we've done empathy and validation. Okay. Now it's time to actually clean up the mess. And that's going to be a full apology. And we often offer half apologies, which just stop. They start and stop with the word. I'm sorry. The words, I'm sorry. But a full apology is, I'm sorry, I know that it hurt you in this way. Mm-hmm. Will you please forgive me? And what that does is it actually brings about, mm-hmm. it helps the other person to heal. So it brings about healing in the other person when they're able to say, I forgive you. Now, don't don't confuse forgiveness and trust. Because just because they've forgiven you doesn't mean, like, especially if you have hurt them over and over and over again, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that they're going to turn around and trust you again. That's a whole different ballgame. Um, but it opens the door for mm-hmm. trust to be rebuilt. So, so now we offer that full apology. Um, and again, that starts with, I, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I am so sorry that, and then you reiterate your action and, uh, then you reiterate how your action affected them. And you say, I truly am sorry. Will you please forgive me? And when they're able to say, I forgive you now, it may be that they have to work through that, but when Mm -hmm. they're able to say, I forgive you. That actually brings closure to the relationship. Right. Jill and I, we learned this uh, skill years ago because we were frustrated that we just weren't having closure. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said I was sorry. But what we learned, that's not really a full apology and that doesn't bring closure. So closure happens when, when we can communicate the hurt how it made the person feel, ask forgiveness, and then ask, and then wait for them to respond. Mm -hmm. And if the person isn't able to forgive in that moment, like they're like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know that I can, or I'm going to have to work through this. That's their wrestle. Okay. That's their wrestle. Mm -hmm. And so you can, you just leave it at, well, okay. Then when you're able to get to that, could you please let me know? Yeah. And then that becomes their responsibility to let you know when they can get to the other, the other side of that. Um, but, uh, it, you know, oftentimes this is the place of people like, you know, then they explode. Like mm-hmm. they might handle it well to that point and then they explode. Like, 
well, if you can't forgive me, then we can never, you know, and it's like, don't start another conflict. Right, right. <laughs> Stay in a place of humility. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful place that keeps our hearts surrendered and humble mm-hmm. before the Lord. And it's going to, it's going to make such a difference. In right. fact, we were just working with another couple and they were working through a marriage conflict uh, we had taught them the God tools, which we talk about in our No More Perfect Marriages book. And one of the God tools is the God tool of humility. This gentleman was very amped up uh, and more prideful in how he handled the conflict. In the and, past. In the past. Mm-hmm. And so just a couple of weeks ago, we had a conflict and he, I, he and I have been working together and he made the decision to handle this conflict with humility. Yeah. And, and he did everything that we're talking about here. Totally. He reflected back what he heard his wife say. He was em- he empathized and validated her. He was not defensive or antagonistic and at the end she her heart melted and she was amazed at how he handled that. And, and was gr- beyond grateful. Like, right. And she felt heard and yep. she felt validated. That's the key. And so then later I was processing with him and I was like, so what made the difference for you? And he said, I decided. And I, I decided that. And that's the key. I decided and I decided to use the God tool of humility. And it even blew him away at the response. And I wanted to encourage him to keep using this God tool. In fact, our joke is, okay, here's your God tool of humility. This is your new superpower. Stay decided and keep keep after humility. It's it's a game changer. Yeah. And here's what happens is when we get into conflict, emotions rise up and we mm-hmm. let our emotions lead us. Yeah. No, we have to let God's truth lead us. We have to let God's word lead us. We have to let God's heart lead us. Yes. And um, Jesus operated out of humility. Jesus operated out of empathy, kindness, compassion. And when we let those things lead us, when we're in conflict and we're dealing with cleanup in a relationship, that makes all the difference in the world. Right. Yeah. So, um, at that point, then if the other person is able to say, I forgive you, then, then there's closure to that conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, again, it doesn't mean, you know, if it's just a conflict that stands alone, no big deal. But if this is, if there's something repetitive and there's a communication that I can't trust you in this, mm-hmm. well, that, that's then what has happened is because of repetitive repeated patterns in the relationship that it has broken trust. Mm. And so that forgiveness is opens the door for trust to be rebuilt, but it doesn't rebuild trust. Right. Those are two separate things. And it's important to understand that they are separate. Right. But you need one to do the other. Right. And so we start with forgiveness and then rebuilding trust. That's going to take time because the only way to rebuild trust is consistent change behavior over time. Right. Um, I once heard somebody say a mistake repeated is no longer a mistake. 
It's a decision. Mm. And a lot of times we're like, you know, you, you ride me all the time and you do this and you do that. And it's like, you need to look at the patterns in your life mm. because uh, when those patterns happen over and over again, trust is often broken. And we don't just, that's a, that's the place where we don't just say it, we show mm-hmm. it. So, because because apologies become very, very empty when they're repeated over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, then really what we're dealing with is broken trust and not just um conflict uh or some kind of a rupture in the relationship right right yeah so hopefully this has helped you we thought we'd actually uh do a sample conversation that Mm -hmm. uh, just incorporates all of these uh into uh, the assuming that this is just a kind of a uh not necessarily a pattern Right. Um, conversation, kind of a one-off. But, uh, yeah. But hey, we, we bump mm-hmm. up against each other's imperfect. Right. And when that happens, then uh, this is the kind of conversation that is needed. Yeah. All right. So, Mark, yeah. I'll let you lead on this one. Uh, Jilly, I'd like to share something with you. Is now a good time? Sure. It's a good time. Uh, last night, when you were really so aggressive at at voicing your frustration and then shutting me down that was hurtful so what i hear you saying is that last night when i was uh when we had that disagreement uh you felt like i was aggressive and i shut you down and it and that was hurtful is that correct yes that's correct okay is there more about that yes um it left me uh, feeling small and really raised some insecurity and just feeling of uh, not being safe. Okay. So, wow. What I hear you saying is it made you small and it raised some insecurity and you kind of felt not safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about that. Well, as I was thinking about it, uh, one, it hasn't happened for a long time uh, between us. But two, I I was struggling with why I felt that on the inside. And when I was a kid, that was commonplace uh, in my my family. Okay. So what you're saying is... It hasn't happened in a long time, but mm-hmm. as you were trying to sort through what had, was kind of rising up inside of you, it was pretty commonplace in your childhood, in your family, mm-hmm. um, that you would be made to feel small mm-hmm. and um, not safe. Right. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Is Is there anything more about that? Well, and that was driven, my stepdad always... Uh, was minimizing and correcting and managing uh, my conversation, and it just felt very similar. Okay, so your stepdad was always minimizing, correcting, managing your conversation, and it it just felt similar to that. Yes. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Is there anything more? No, I just I really just wanted to share that with you. Okay. Well. Um, 
thank you for sharing that with me. And, you know, I can only imagine how that kind of raised up childhood for you. And Mm -hmm. I can only imagine how that made you feel. And it makes sense that it would take you back to a place that was hard and really a place where kind of shame started for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I certainly am, am so very, very sorry that I contributed to you feeling that way in mm-hmm. any way. And so I understand that I I was a little amped up and it made you feel small and it made you feel a little unsafe, emotionally un- yeah. unsafe. Yeah. Um, and for that, I'm really, really sorry. Will you please forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. Thank you for listening. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. So that is literally a cleanup mm-hmm. conversation we've had before. Right. Right. <laughs> we didn't just have it last night, but <laughs> right. we have, and it, we've had it on both sides. Right. Like, right. I've had similar conversations of the way that he bit my head off or was irritable or you yeah. know, something like that. And because it happens in relationship it does if you expect there to be not any conflict uh your expectations are going to get dashed or here's the deal a lot of times people are like you know what my husband and i don't have any conflict in our relationship it's like my guess is you're also not having deep conversations (laughs) right right yeah Um, for uh Two people to be married that are both avoiders, that would be commonplace. It would be if they were both avoiders. But inwardly, they're frustrated because Mm -hmm. they want more, but they don't want the conflict. So it's quite quite a challenge. Right, exactly. So hopefully, though, this has given you Mm -hmm. some... Um, some secret weapons um, that you can use or as let's use the the language that our coaching client had some superpowers yes (laughs) our superpower this has given you some superpowers um, and those superpowers would be reflective listening empathy validation Um, you know one we didn't talk about is reassurance sometimes Mm -hmm. a spouse just needs some reassurance right especially if there has been broken trust and there's fear yes like they just need some reassurance um that hey the other the Hey, I'm staying steady, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, a full apology, that is a superpower, all of that. And even here's what I want to speak to is, you know, for some of you, you're listening to this together as a couple. Um, mm-hmm. For some of you, your spouse would never listen to something like this. Right. That doesn't mean that you can't still do the right thing. Totally. You'll disarm them. Yes. And I tell you, for for men, it is the key to cherishing and loving your spouse and cherishing their heart is they so want to be heard by you and they want to uh, know that you understand. I would say for both husbands and wives that yeah. we long for that from yeah. each other. We both have that superpower. Uh, that we can use yep. to make our spouse feel valued, mm-hmm. heard, and seen. And that really helps us yeah. to, to cherish each other. Yeah. So um, be intentional about 
uh, using some of these superpowers that we've talked about for handling conflict and cleaning up relationships. Mm. Shall we close in prayer? Let's pray. God, thank you so much uh, for every individual, every couple that uh, is listening to this podcast. And Lord, may they take these words to heart and put into practice uh, the the cleanup and the uh, the process of of making things right in relationship. Mm-hmm. Father, we just trust you and look to you for w- wisdom, courage, confidence, and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.